What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Alternate Reality Podcast, where we talk about everything gaming, everything nerdy, basically everything awesome. I am one of your hosts, Hebrew Hammer, and I am joined, as always, by Muggin. Yo. Yo, yo, yo. Are you ready to hop in to a ridiculously long, juicy list of gaming today? Yes. Yes. Let's let's do the forewarning. There is a ton of crap that has happened in the last eight days. Mm-hmm. So we're going to burn through a lot of this stuff. Um, you know, we're going to focus on some things that we're super excited about. So, you know, feel free to jump in the Discord and let us know um, if there's any games you guys are jazzed about. And we can cover them in future episodes. But it's just mm-hmm. been a really big week. And then and then on top of that, the Tokyo Games Show is going. So there's even more stuff gonna be more, that yeah. happened after this. So it's it's kind of that season for the gaming industry, we're just getting just butt tons of info, which is nice because it'll give us stuff to talk about. But we're trying to get it as it comes so it's still relevant. But exactly, we obviously won't be able to keep up with all of this data. Um, so, yeah, yeah. So uh, let me just run through the shameless shilling real super quick so we can hop right in. So thank you all very much uh, for all of our patrons out there. We really appreciate it. And if anyone here is interested in becoming a patron, make sure to go to patreon.com forward slash A&R pod. You can find out all the information that you can about that. And um, then, of course, you can help us out by going over to Apple Podcast to give us a five-star review. That helps out a whole bunch. And you can go to Spotify and leave us a five-star review as well. Either platform works for us, both, whatever you want. It just really helps with visibility. And then, of course, you can join us over on our Discord, discord.me forward slash ANR, and uh, hop in, just go to the role assignment section, uh, react to anything that interests you, and then you'll have access to that category. All right, let's go ahead and jump right in. So first, we're going to stop start with uh, Ubisoft and... Wait, hold on, hold on. You, there's three little things at the top I want to... Oh, yeah, through. that's right. I guess this You're is like... why you wanted to write them down as opposed to look at the article. Yes. Look real quick at the and, and yes, the, yes, it's the most important one. This of one all. we can't, we can't, we can't deny you talking about <laughs> your your exactly. inner loins and in this particular item here. And and there's even more to that as well. So let me let me go ahead and say, all right. So we're gonna start off real quick the movies and TV. Then I promise we're gonna be getting to all the all the good stuff very soon afterwards. So uh, number one thing, most important thing to take away from this entire podcast today, there is a Genshin anime coming out. They just revealed it um, in their last live stream, setting up for 3.1, and yeah, it's going to be coming. They released a little teaser trailer. It looks really good. The animation style is fantastic. Um, Very, very interested in uh, seeing what they do. Um, It's from the same creators as, or they're partnering up with the same creators of Demon Slayer, so yeah, only good stuff to come. And then also on top of that, I just want to quickly mention that they're also adding in a TCG battle game inside of Genshin. So, oh, I didn't hear about that. That's yeah, that's epic. Super cool. Super super cool. And is Why? it going to be like Gwent was in The Witcher, where you can play NPCs or other players? Yep. Nice. Yep. I don't know why they didn't release that. I'm very surprised because if I was a gaming company, I would have thought release that as its own separate mobile game and make ridiculous amounts of money. But well, yeah, but they could, they can. It just gives more stuff for you to do between the updates, mm-hmm. so it kind of yeah. makes sense. And here's the thing: if it does well, 
like Gwent was in The Witcher, they just then they just bring it out. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. But yeah, super excited about that. So bunch That's of cool awesome. stuff happened there. Genshin's amazing. You should all check it out no matter what. Yeah. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, next thing we're gonna talk about uh, the EVGA leaves the GPU market. Muggin, this is all yours. Yeah. So uh, EVGA which stands for Extreme Video Graphics Adapters. That That's literally the name mm-hmm. of their company. Has been probably one of the top, is one of the top brands when it comes to picking up an NVIDIA mm-hmm. card for your computer. Apparently, and they're, they had invited two YouTubers that are really well known out to their facility. They met with the CEO of the company and they told them everything that was going on, and then they broke the news, I think it was yesterday, in these really long and expansive YouTube videos. But basically, NVIDIA is a really crappy company to work with. They treat their vendors like shit. And wow. e- all of these cards are being have been sold at a loss, apparently, for all this time. And um, Which, obviously, how do you build your business off of that? But but the problem is is that Nvidia has since started releasing their own cards that are more powerful, but cost less money than the Founders Edition stuff. So they're undercutting all these guys now too. So EVGA is basically like we're we're severing our relationship with Nvidia. We're not going to do Nvidia cards, and at the same time, we're not going to go talk to AMD to make Radeons. We're just going to leave the graphics the graphics processing card market completely now they make motherboards and cases and all kinds of other stuff too but like they're really known for their graphics cards so it'll be interesting to see if they can even survive this change but they they're doing it i mean that is is crazy that is pretty crazy i i it is not the first time i've heard though that nvidia is like a shady shitty company though Mm -hmm. yeah i guess they're pretty well known for it apparently so the next one is the PSVR 2 is not going to be compatible with original PSVR games. And they cite the PSVR 2's truly next generation VR experience as the reason. Which to me is asinine because if the thing is better than the first, it should be able to handle running the first one stuff no problem. But I guess it's just so good that when you try and load up that old stuff, it's like get this garbage out of here. Um, or some, some such thing. But anyway, I yeah. Well, I, mean, I think that also like is yeah. it closes off a lot of the market, I guess, like because it's already a kind of niche market, anyways, for PlayStation. I feel like, mm-hmm. and so a lot of those, you know, games and stuff like that, like you won't be able to to use them at all anymore, right? Yeah, that's the so. thing. I don't. I mean, like. If you wanted to play one of these old games, then now you got to have two VR headsets. Like that's stupid. Like, yeah. So you're basically saying, hey, developers that made stuff for this old, the original VR, you're not gonna have a revenue stream anymore because they're gonna force people to upgrade because the new like No Man's Sky VR two, Walking Dead, Retribution, Resident Evil Village, and the Star Wars game and stuff. That stuff isn't going to work on the old one, so right, you're exactly. you're basically cutting that market in half, and you're saying either pony up for the new thing and then and a PS5, or you know no more VRs for you. So I just 
I don't know. I feel like it's, I understand, I understand the new games not working with the old system, but I don't understand the old systems not porting forward. You know, right? Yeah, exactly. And that, and that's, I just like, I think that that's a shame because it's already just, you know, as I said, and as you said, it's such a small market. So, it, I feel like that really affects a lot of companies that released those games yeah. and now are just going to be out of luck. Yeah, I the thing is, like for me, and we talked about this, I think a couple of weeks ago with Meta and their price raises. Is it like VR is still such a niche market mm-hmm. that you can't be segmenting it like this or doing things that are going to drive people away from it? Because if you do right. that, guess what? There's no opportunity for you to grow. And I remember like it was around the time that Star Wars Squadrons came out and everyone was like, oh man, VR this, VR that. I haven't heard people talk about VR in so long yeah. that it's like I had almost forgot that you that you could even buy you know an Oculus and bring it home. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because who, who, I mean, everybody's just doing like stupid little chat things with it, you know? And it's like, I get that. That's neat. But I wouldn't spend that kind of money to go into a virtual chat room with people. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. So we'll have to see what happens there. But yeah, that's that isn't great. But I really hope that they at least stick with the PS or the VS PSVR two for a long time in order to let you know companies build back up their platform on it. So yeah, I mean, I, I guess isn't the expectation of the PlayStation Five and the Series X like ten years? I I mean I. I'm not this sure. wasn't the lifespan of the PS4 and Xbox One, like eight. I don't think the PSVR one was that long, but the but PlayStation, uh, the last PlayStation was out for I guess ten years, nine, ten years, something like that. Well, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Since this is coming out now, then you know it will last at least as long as the PS5 does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I well, I don't know. They might they might do a PSVR 3. Like, I hope that they don't, but I could see them potentially doing one in, like, five, six years from now. Maybe. We'll have to see. If there's a if there's a big increase in VR um, ability or adaptability or something, then I could see them doing that, but we'll have to see. Um, all right, let's go ahead and move on to the gaming stuff. So we're going to start off with uh, Ubisoft stuff first, and then we're going to go ahead and keep moving on. So I'll keep you updated as we go. But let's go ahead and kick it off. Uh, first thing, we're going to save Mario and Rabbids. We're going to talk about that over in the Nintendo area, I think. Um, but let's jump to the most important thing out of all of the announcements, and that is the Assassin's Creed stuff. We got so much Assassin's Creed stuff. Way more oh, than... Man. I mean... Did you hear of any leaks that we were going to get, like, this amount of stuff? The only leak, you know, the only thing we knew was Mirage. You know, the rest right. of this stuff is, like, it was truly, like, whoa, what? And I think I think people knew that there was other stuff, you know, being worked on simultaneously. But, oh, man. Mm-hmm. But And they've said now that some of these are, like, years and years and years up front. Yeah, exactly. So I'm surprised that they released the information. But yeah, basically we got a bunch of of information drops um, and reveals about uh, multiple new Assassin's Creed games in the works. So the Mm -hmm. first one that is going to be coming is Mirage. Uh, We spoke about that last episode, I believe. Um, 
That's yeah. uh, the one with the return of Basim uh, from Valhalla. And it was originally going to be its own standalone title. Um, or I'm sorry, no, I'm sorry. It was originally going to be an expansion title for Valhalla. And then they decided they liked the story so much that they were going to just go ahead and make it its own game and expand upon it. And that's what they did. And it looks fantastic. So, yeah. You know, we already spoke about it a little bit, but is that... Like, you're super excited for this one as well, right? Yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm all about it. Um, I think we called it a return to form is what our yeah. idea of it was. So... Um, yeah, definitely more of the original Assassin's Creed style, which is going to be very cool. The Assassin's Creed documentary did drop as well. Um, you can look, watch that on YouTube. Um, I am planning on doing that. It looks really cool. Those kind of things. I don't know if anyone's watched the God of War um, documentary that was made that dropped on YouTube a while ago, but that one was really, really good as well. You should definitely check out both of those. Mm-hmm. Um Assassin's Creed Valhalla, the last chapter. So this one basically is just the the wrap-up of Valhalla because um, that will finish it all off. Did you play Valhalla or no? No, and, and, and I'm... I, so, like, I, I'm, I'm interested because everybody says it's great, but also at the same time, like, that's not what I go to Assassin's Creed for, like wandering yeah. around a dreary ass landscape as a Viking with a giant axe for mm-hmm. hours. And then also the fact that like the biggest thing everyone tells is, Oh my God, this game is like 500 hours. And I'm like, yeah, dude, I don't have 500 hours, man, to be jumping <laughs> into a game. Like, like finding 20 hours is, is like a lot of work for me if it's not on my phone. So right. yeah, I just, you know, I don't know. I'm just like, yeah, that's cool. Open world games are a tough bag for me because it's like, I I love the idea of them, but but unless the main storyline is like very like controlled that I can like, when I'm ready to like, tuck in and like go and like progress that I can mm-hmm. do that without the whole like you know oh my god squirrel there's another thing to do right you know where or like a like, level barrier system or anything like that yeah or like you know. Oh great! There's 700 points of interest that I need to deal with on my map that that get in the way of me getting to the next, you know, storyline beat. That that right. stuff makes it hard for me to to focus on it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh yeah. Fair enough. And yeah, that was definitely like I I think in my opinion that was the biggest departure from the Assassin's Creed original style. And so I definitely, like, I just could not get into it. So that was the only, first and yeah. only Assassin's Creed I, I have not played. But yeah, yeah and I, I don't, yeah, and to, to be fair, I don't mind side quests. Mm-hmm. Like, I like side quests existing. I just don't think you need to have 600 side quests and your main story be 30 quests long. Do you know what I mean? Like, right. cool, but, like... I don't know. I'd, I'd rather there be more, you know, a ton. And and I know Valhalla is good because if if it wasn't, people wouldn't be so drooly over it. But um, I don't know. It just I I don't think I'd be able to to get to get the full experience just because of a time constraint. You know. Right. 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 No, I t- I totally agree with you. Um, but let's go ahead and move on. So so there's much more Assassin's Creed stuff. So we have Assassin's Creed codenamed Jade. So this is a mobile game, and it will take place in Assassin's or it will take Assassin's Creed players over to China in 
215 BCE. Um, so this looks really cool. I'm glad that we're getting a mobile game of it finally. That isn't like they had a kind of chibi-ish mobile game made not too long ago that mm-hmm. I, I yeah, tried I remember out. That one. Yeah, and it was kind of meh. Um, so, but yeah, I'm glad that we're actually getting a, a real Assassin's Creed game in mobile. That was designed from the ground up for it, mobile, so it's not like a port of an old game. It's like a game. So hopefully they will take into consideration that you're playing with like virtual controls and stuff, you know? Exactly, because I feel like that is that is needed. But I also think that it is a great game that I would love to play on mobile. Um, so yeah, I, I'm super excited about that. Um, that's going to be a big thing for me. Um, Assassin's Creed Netflix show. So they're having a Netflix show come out. Um, It's a live action one. And they also are still having the animated one come out as well. Correct? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. There's going to be a lot of really cool stuff there. Um, Assassin's Creed shows, I've always said that that is ripe for the picking. Like, I don't know how they're going to implement or if they're even going to bother implementing the backstory part of it. Or if they're just going to deal with, like, you know, pick a time period and, and deal with the Brotherhood in that time period and just forego the whole Desmond scenario that's been playing in the background. Or I guess Desmond died a while ago. but Well, they've said I mean. now, so they've said that the Animus will no longer be part of the games. So the, the, uh, the I mean, that's current... very good. <laughs> huh? That is very good, honestly. That story got so convoluted and ridiculous. I was yeah, like, it oh, got messy. God. But I mean, so like, I liked the uh, the whole idea of Assassin's Creed when it first came out. Mm-hmm. That you were like reliving these memories. Me too. Were connected to them, but it's just like it got kind of messy. But yeah, I, I felt like they I didn't know where they were going after a while. Yeah, I also feel like it would be cool if they could figure out a way to kind of rectify that issue. Yeah. At the same time, to kind of keep that interesting mechanic alive, but I, I understand them not doing it as well. Look, if we get back to actually assassinating people, then I, I don't care if I have to that <laughs> exactly. for it. Like, because this next one that we're about to talk about, I think that you're going to pull out of your hat, is, is the one that I've been waiting for this whole time. Right, okay. Um, so, Assassin's Creed, codename Red. Yes. Right? This one is a huge one that I think we're all super excited about. Yeah. So this one um, is in feudal Japan, and you'll play mm-hmm. out, this is their words, a very powerful shinobi fantasy. Mm-hmm. So, And this is going to be their next premium flagship title. So right. That so it'll, is... it's, not, it's the big one. It's the next big one. So you got Mirage, so mm-hmm. Valhalla to Mirage to Codename Red. That, that's exactly. Your, that's your thing. So it, that's going to be amazing. It looks astounding. I mean, we literally only got one image of it. That's all I need, though. Like it's perfect. yeah. That that image of the <laughs> the ninja jumping out with this with the you know Wakazashi like the ready red to sun. just jack yeah. your face and the, just the background. Everything about that just oozed exactly what I'm looking for. I I don't know if you ever played. Um, back in the day, there's this game. It's called Tenchu Stealth Assassin. Did you ever play that? No. Oh my god, dude. It, it was a Shinobi Assassin's game. And, and mm-hmm. like, Assassin's Creed reminded me... Everything about Assassin's Creed reminded me of Tenchu. Hmm. Oh, I mean, if it's anything like what I imagine this game will be, then I am sure it will be fan... I'm sure that was fantastic. Just like I'm sure this will be fantastic. It The concept of it sounds super cool. And 
very logical that they would do this because it, it kind of goes hand in hand with something that they've always done, right? So, yeah, very, very pumped about this. Um, which one are you most excited for? Is it is it red? I'm assuming. Oh yeah, I mean, I've been waiting since the first Assassin's Creed. Every time they've like, there's a new Assassin's Creed coming, I've gone. Is it gonna okay. be the ninja one? Where's the ninja one? Because it's kind of like going to do it. Yeah, yeah, like like Assassin's Creed ninja. Like mm-hmm. you couldn't get better than that. Yeah. Well, there's and this is a uh, another interesting thing that they dropped. This one is probably the biggest question mark for me. Um, so they said that they have another flagship title coming, and it's codenamed Assassin's Creed. Hexy is how they pronounced it. I'm pretty sure. Um, it's H E X E, and it, it it is super like witch vibes, right? Um, that's that's what I got from it, and it's called Hexy, so I, I'm assuming that I'm kind of on brand there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, this looks. I at first I was like like witches. Witches and sorcery plus Assassin's Creed, and then I was like, "Wait, witches and sorcery plus Assassin's Creed? Hell yeah!" Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. I, I'm all about figuring out whatever the heck this is going to be because this I feel like it's going to be super awesome. The more that I thought about it, so yeah, um, definitely into this. Uh, really want to see what happens with it. I can't wait for more information to be revealed. And then the final thing uh, for Assassin's Creed is just Assassin's Creed Infinity. We've heard that kind of thrown around for a while. No one really knew what it was. It turns out that it is kind of just like the hub. That's the name of the hub um, of Assassin's Creed from now on, basically. So anything Assassin's Creed, it will be in the Assassin's Creed Infinity hub. So, mm-hmm. yep, that is that is it for the Assassin's Creed stuff. Um, did we hit on everything? Yeah. Yes, right. we did. Oh, yes, we did. The Netflix games. Oh right. yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a Netflix partnership that's been going on with Ubisoft. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Um. Yeah. So they're 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 going to be developing three exclusive games for Netflix little game service. So, you know, it's interesting that we've got. Um, you know, a triple A AAA studio developing games specifically for this, because if you look at what they've got right now, it's like all indie stuff, you know, like Moonlighter and into the breach and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I don't think it's, uh, I think it's really cool and I'm looking forward to seeing where they go with it. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll have to wait to see how it all plays out. You know, like we talked about the last time we just, the way that that is set up is so weird. Right, right, right. No, I think that that that's the problem that I have personally with the whole Netflix like game scenario is that it's just such a weird way to get to it and everything. So, um, but I'm glad that they're partnering up with you know a premium game creators, um, developers in, in order to really try to do it correctly. I just really hope that they work out the navigation part of it. But anyways, let's go ahead and move on to uh, the next section, which is going to be we're going to talk about the Nintendo Direct stuff. Um, there is a bunch of stuff in here, so prepare yourself. Yeah, th- this is a beefy, 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 beefy section of stuff. Exactly. So we need uh, to get going here. Yeah, so fire. What do em- we got? Let's go in, because this is this is my world. You're in my world now. <laughs> well, we can start with your favorite, 
Fire Emblem Engage, because I am not a Fire Emblem guy. You oh absolutely God, you are. Suck so. at life. You apparently, suck at life. Apparently. <laughs> uh, so yeah. go, go ahead, yeah. Yeah, so Fire Emblem Engage is the next mainline title in the Fire Emblem universe. It, there, it looks like they're going to be implementing some new um, stuff in it, hence the Engage uh, thing, where it looks like you'll be able to, like... At, you know, wear something that gives you the powers of previous, like, Fire Emblem characters, and they're bringing back a bunch of old, like, heroes and stuff. So, like, Marth, you can basically, like, you'll do an ability, and Marth is, like, a ghost mimicking it with you and doing the same ability. So, you use, like, their signature moves in combat. I don't know. It looks sweet. Um, you know, Fire Emblem Three Houses was great. Um, you know, it had a really interesting plot, and I think it's nice to see this go back to kind of the more, you know, the more old school kind of story of of it without like the school part. But right. I think it's it looks kind of neat. There's a lot of people that are split on the, you know, the protagonist with their you know, blue hair on the right, red hair on the left, and then <laughs> right. opposite eyeball colors. But um, you know, for me, it was just like <laughs> the graphics and, and everything that they showed for the gameplay looked fantastic. I will say it looks good enough that I think I actually might give it a shot. Um, mm-hmm. I, I It's just so intimidating to step into the Fire Emblem world because it's, it's like stepping into the Final Fantasy world late in the game. You know what I mean? Well, um, yeah, but I think I think the benefit is is like you really don't have to have played any other Fire Emblem. So you can right. just kind of pick one where the characters look interesting to you. Mm-hmm. And just go, and then if it's like your first Fire Emblem game, they ask you at the beginning, they're like, "Do you want to play with Permadeath?" And just say no, and you'll you'll be fine. Right, right, right. Because like Permadeath is what makes the Fire Emblem game so brutal. So like, if your character dies in combat, that's it; they're gone. That is, yeah, pretty bad. So like, uh, any like story that. beats, any relationship, any you know romance or anything that you're dealing with with them just disappears. Right. You know what I mean? So and it can be harsh, like so that that's where you get into like, oh, somebody died, restart the level. Oh, somebody died, start over you know what I mean? At least if you you know, if you play without that, you can you can definitely ease your way into it, you know, and then you either do a second run or the next game you play, you add that in, you know. Right, right, right. That makes sense. Um Well, I, I think that the next one also actually is is your your bag. Uh, Octopath mm-hmm. Traveler Two. What do you think? About yeah, that one? yeah, I'm I'm all about it. I have Octopath Traveler One sitting here that I still need to finish, but I just the that the thing that Square Enix is calling HD 2D, mm-hmm. you know, that was the re- the initial release was the Octopath Traveler in that game engine. It just looks so damn good to me. Like it to me, it's like the natural evolution of um like sprite based rpgs so you still maintain the sprites but it's presented in a fashion that feels evolved but Mm -hmm. not like oh we've turned the sprites into polygons right because there's something to me you know there's something elegant about a hand-drawn sprite you know what i mean that's well drawn and high resolution they can look so freaking good you know what i mean and Mm -hmm. you know triangle strategy was in that um, Octopath is in it. Octopath Two is in it. There's some final. I, there's a remake. I think one of the next Final Fantasy, you know, remake of an older game is going to be in it. And I would just totally sell all my other games to get Final Fantasy Six in that engine. 
Like right. that is my all time favorite game of all time, Final Fantasy VI. So it's like to get that that or Chrono uh, Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. Like those two games were like that. That was the SNES era for me. You know what I mean? Right. 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 That's that was, those were like the the pinnacle of JRPGs. Um, so yeah, fair enough. Be cool. Well, let's. But go yeah, I'm looking forward to this. It also means that that Octopath Mobile game has some legs. Because now they've That's got a true. whole new game worth of content to work off of, you know? That's very true, yeah. If they've invested into, you know, a second one, then that being said, it, it at least did mm-hmm. good on the first one, so. Yeah, the Discord for that game was, like, on fire when that trailer dropped. They were like, oh my god, this game's gonna last forever! You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so, yeah. It does look very good. Uh, like, I mean, like, I've always appreciated the styling of it and everything, so mm-hmm. I am glad that I got the attention it did get. Um yeah. Let's go ahead and move to everything, something that everyone can get behind, and that is uh, Bayonetta 3 is coming mm-hmm. out. Now, oh, yeah. this one is very nice, very nice indeed, <laughs> and uh, there she's going to be battling off against uh, weapon bio-weapons called the homunculi. Almost every kind of anime has used homunculi at some point, I feel like. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there's also going to be a unique add-on to this one. There's going to be a modesty mode that will allow players yes. to cover up naked bodies. So that's pretty interesting because obviously Bayonetta is very revealing. Very, very revealing. Well, um, yeah, I mean, her clothes are made out of her hair. So, exactly. Yeah, I mean, she can... So, yeah, just you know, go in knowing that they have a modesty mode now in case you have to play in front of your family or something. I would still probably recommend not playing in front of your family. Like, if, if you have a wife and kids, go into a, a separate room and play this game. Put on handhold and tell them you gotta poop. Exactly. Um, It'll be alright. But yeah, mm-hmm. looks very good. Another yeah, solid entry into the series. a lot of fun. Exactly. It's just, I mean, it's, you know, I, I can't remember if Bayonetta 1 came out before Devil, Devil May Cry, but it's that kind Devil, of like... Devil May Cry came out first, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, high speed, yeah. you know, action. Super fast packs fast you know, packed anime brawler yeah. demon thing mm-hmm. you know it's definitely of that era and they've just managed to you know just they bring them out every so often you know what i mean like this yeah. is three so um yeah it's i'm looking forward to it same it also same. looks like they're really they're really digging into what the switch can do uh with some of this stuff because the graphics are are definitely higher than I would have expected. You know what I mean? I think the graphics are good, but I wouldn't say that they're like great. Like I wasn't that impressed with the graphics. I'll say, mm. but um, still, like I agree with you. Though in some cases, I definitely think that they have been improving um, and really kind of pushing the limits of the system. So, yeah, um, I mean, I still firmly believe that there will be a Switch Pro or Switch 2 at some point that's just fully backwards compatible, mm-hmm. and, you know, all the games work on both, and you just get more out of it, kind of like the PlayStation 4 Pro, you right. know, or the Xbox One X, that just gives you that next level of oomph. I mean, they did the same thing with the 3DS. Um, you know, the 3DS came out with the N3DS, the new 3DS mm-hmm. that had the higher graphics processor, and it just took old games and made them look better. And I think, I, I feel like that's coming where it's not going to be a forced upgrade, but it's going to be a hey, if you want more, you know, and you've been a Switch owner all this time, here's your here's your system, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with you. Um, well, let's go ahead and talk about the next game, and that is Mario Rabbids Spark of Hope. 
Uh, I kind of mentioned this one a little bit ago, but yeah, it's a collaboration with uh, Ubisoft and it's, you know, the next one in the franchise, basically. Did you play the, the the first one? I played a little bit of it and it was, it was, it's a great, it's a great, um, you know, strategy, you know, turn-based, grid-based, you know, game, you know, XCOM, you know, light, uh, but it's, it was kind of that breakout hit that nobody really saw coming. Yeah, You know definitely. what I mean? Where, like, people, like, saw it announced, like, what the heck? And then it came out, and people were like, wow, this is actually really good. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean, this this one looks like they've, they're just kind of going to the next level with some of the abilities and stuff. So, I'm, I mean, I'm all in for it. Yeah, same. I, I was very much in that exact boat that you described whenever... Uh... It came out, I was like, this is dumb. I didn't even worry about picking it up. And then one of my mm-hmm. buddies got it, and he told me, I was like, it, it is so much better than you would could imagine. And oh, so yeah. I was like, all right, I tried it out, and it was great. So mm-hmm. very excited for this one. Um, just from the trailer, some of the gameplay, stuff that you get into, looks very cool. Definitely they're pushing the, the abilities and stuff like that that you've had before. The mechanics, you know, they're improving upon. But some of the, like the animations um and you know villain kind of creations or character creations i guess of the people in the story my god they're insane like there's this like Mm -hmm. guy that looks like um what's his name from marvel uh the universe i think he had a name no 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 it was he's like he was like the living embodiment of the universe i forgot what it was called he might have just been called like Mr. Universe or something. I don't remember. Anyways, where he's basically looks like he's just made of stars and stuff. Like, that's Mm -hmm. what one of these guys looks like from the trailer. Looks super, super cool. Very, very excited about that one. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, yeah. Next one, Tales of Symphonia Remaster. You want to go ahead and take the lead on this one? Yeah, so Tales of Symphonia was released on the GameCube. And it was, you know, it was one of the Tales games, right? And it was... It was awesome. It was one of my... I think it might have been my first Tales game I ever played. Um, and I played I played that game hard on the GameCube. And it mm-hmm. was great. And I loved it. And it's never been, like, re-released. Even though it's one that fans have, like, been dying for. Because the GameCube, while it was a great system and all... Um, you know, it didn't have the reach that you know, some of their other systems have had, so the game kind of never really got as much attention as it could have. So, you know, everyone's really stoked for this. Um, The thing that's really weird about it, though, is so the original ran at 60 frames per second on the GameCube, and this Mm -hmm. one's only going to be running at 30, and it's not just on the Switch. It's I think it's also coming out on the PlayStation. Um, I'd have to look again, but... Um, it's only it's going to be like 30 frame per second locked on all consoles, um, mm. which people are like, is does that make it like a D master? Because it's weird because the, the original was at 60. So who knows? So the original release was in 2003. So we're coming up on 20 years. So, um, yeah, but Lloyd was always a really like he's just a really cool protagonist. I just the characters in that one were really awesome. So yeah. And side note, if you're listening to this now, um, Tales of Vesperia, which is which is another one of my favorite Tales games, um, is currently on sale digital for the Switch for seven dollars and fifty cents. It's the lowest it's ever been. If you like RPGs, you like anime, 
that one's like, a, you just buy it because it's, it's great. In fact, you need to buy it. <laughs> Although I think you might have already bought Tales of Symphonia on a previous recommendation, but if you haven't, for seven bucks, that's a. I have that's not, a steal. but for seven dollars, I think I might just to even yeah. have in my library, like because I certainly won't play it right now because I have too many well, yeah. things to play. But well, yeah, just to but have in like, my library, yeah. How, how what's the chance of it getting lower than seven bucks? Exactly, you know I mean? exactly. And it's such a great game, so yeah, fair that enough. one's a good entry point into the Tales series because it it was originally a next gen game. It was like an Xbox three sixty era game. Mm-hmm. Um, PS3, so it's 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 farther along um, in the lifespan. So it's it's when they had gone like full cell shading in their graphics and like not chibi or anything like that. So it's just a really nice, um, mm-hmm. it's just a really nice time period for that for the Tales series. Right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to um, the next thing here, and that is GoldenEye with the addition of a couple of other uh, classic N64 games. Um, added to the Nintendo Switch Online um, mm-hmm. uh, little subscription service that you can yeah. get to. This is a nice drop because, you know, so many times they're like these weird no-name games. Like, there'd be one game you know and then a bunch of weird ones. But this right. one is like, this, this one they're throwing stuff. down. Yeah. yeah. So, first of all, just to name a, a few of the big ones. Um, Mario Party, Mario Party 2, Mario Party 3, Pokemon Stadium, Pokemon Stadium 2. Uh, 1080, which I guess is a snowboard game. 1080 is so good. Excite Bike, is that what it says? Yeah, Excite Bike 64 and Pilot Wing 64. Yeah, so a uh, pilot game and then a dirt bike game. So very cool. Obviously, I don't, I don't care about the sports ones at all, but I do care about Mario Party and Pokemon Stadium. And then, of course, the biggest thing, which is um, GoldenEye 007. That one is going to be coming out here it's the it's a remastered version correct yeah so this is where it gets really weird okay mm-hmm. so you know goldeneye has never truly been re-released right right and people like goldeneye is, was like that moment when first person shooters on consoles like people were like holy crap like right. Because, I mean, everybody remember, like, I don't know anybody my age that doesn't remember going to someone's house and doing four-player split-screen Goldeneye on an N64 and, like, spending hours doing it. Like, that was, like, the game. Like, if you had an N64 and you had Goldeneye, like, everybody was at your house. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And um, so it's kind of a big deal to be re-released. Especially since they didn't just go, like, hey, let's put it in a box and sell it for 30 bucks. They're like, hey, just give it to everybody on Nintendo... um, you know, expansion plus plus, which to me at this point, I feel like that it has the value that it needs to have to warrant the price. I've recently purchased it um, a couple months ago, and I couldn't really be happier because it's gotten a bunch of it's gotten you know the Mario sixty the Mario the Mario tracks. It's got the the expansion for Animal Crossing. They're starting to drop all these crazy N sixty four games, but GoldenEye is going to be awesome. And here's where it gets even weirder. So. The almost the same day or the day after Xbox announced because you know they own Rare, mm-hmm. um, which is the company that actually made GoldenEye. Microsoft now owns that company, so there is a version of GoldenEye 007 that is also being released on Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. However, this is where it gets really weird to me only the Nintendo Switch version will have online multiplayer. Yeah. So it's just, it's really weird. 
it you is, know what I mean? That that's the one that got it. Some contractual issue there. It's I, it's always been the big thing about Goldeneye and why it never was re released was because of the the mountain of interconnected licensing rights, right? And how like who owned which and and there's likeness rights because you know Pierce Brosnan's face is literally on the cover of the game. Mm-hmm. You know they use the actual actor images for the cover. And, and, and stuff like that. So it's it's got likeness rights. It's got, you know, with the guy who owns 007 and the movie studio. I mean, it's like so many things stacked up there that make it. Yeah. That made it. That was always what was referenced by Nintendo when people were like, re-release it. And them and Rare were always like, dude, we just can't figure this licensing mess out. This, this it, you know, it's 25 years old. Exactly. Now. Yeah. So. It's just uh, so many moving parts there. It, it mm-hmm, makes sense. Mm-hmm. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on to the next thing, and that is Crisis Core FF7. Once again, yes. a game that I have never been a part of. So, I mean, did you ever play Final Fantasy VII? You're going to say no, and I'm going to smack no, you. No, I, I've, I've never smack. been into the Final Fantasy games. Okay, well, anyway, I mean, now you just now you should just play it because they did the remake, so you just get on your PS4 and, like, go to town, but... Um, Crisis Core Final Fantasy VII is... So, Crisis Core was a game that was released originally on the PlayStation Portable. And, you know, spoiler alert, there's a character in Final Fantasy VII that is referenced named Zack. And it's he was always kind of shrouded in mystery and stuff. So, this is his story. So, it takes place before Final Fantasy VII does. Okay, mm-hmm. and it, and the and one of the crossover characters in it is Sephiroth, right? Oh, Who's the, okay. Yeah, so he's like the you know he's like ends up being the the big bad that's not really bad but is bad, right? In Final Fantasy VII, but at this point, he is a good guy, you know, a quote unquote good guy. He's not a bad guy. It's like the beginning of his, his fall occurs kind of during this this arc. thing, yeah, yeah, during this arc, so. Yeah, it's um, it's all it's gonna be cool. I've played it on the um, PSP forever ago, mm-hmm. but um, it looks as my understanding, you know, they're they're up they're reimagining it with HD graphics like they did with remake, and I'm just stoked it's coming to the Switch. So I'm gonna I'm gonna pick that up when it's on sale at some point. Yeah, no, I, I I'm certainly just, I've already got it, so it's just gonna. All right, well, let's go that PSP. <laughs> a reason to break out the PSP finally. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Well, let's go ahead and move on to uh, the next thing. We're coming up to a close on the Nintendo stuff. Um, just two big things left. So the first one is Pikmin. If any of you guys are a fan of Pikmin, first of all, welcome, brother, because this is our day. Pikmin Four coming out. Um, they gave a little teaser trailer for it. Looks great. I can't wait to finally play Pikmin again. Pikmin is an amazing game. And um, also, I was already aware of this. I'm not sure if you know any of you guys have or already have played it. But Pikmin Bloom, um, make sure you go check that out as well. They talked a bit about it on um, the direct, and it's basically like Pokemon Go, but for Pikmin. It's very interesting. Um, there needs to be some more updates on it and stuff like that, but I think that that's what they're going to be working on now, especially with the ramping up of um, Pikmin 4. So definitely very cool. Check both of those out, Pikmin 4 especially. Just please get Pikmin 4 because it needs the support. Um, yeah. But yeah, 
So that is going to be coming out. And then, of course, we get to the piece de la resistance. Well, hold on. Before we do that one, oh, I okay. want to talk about one other thing. All right. If you like farming games. Oh, the farming games. Then, yeah. di- then this Direct had it for you. So apparently Nintendo is going to be unleashing the floodgates of farming and like life simulators. Mm-hmm. So if you're into that kind of stuff... You know, various day life, Rune Factory 3, Fae Farm, Story of Seasons, A Wonderful Life. You know, it just, it kind of just keeps going. Um, so that was one of the things that people had said about this direct. It was like there was a ton of farming games and JRPGs like all over this thing. Yeah. Which is fine. But yeah, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up what the internet is calling the farming simulators direct. That is very true. There was tons of them. So, yeah, if you're interested in those, definitely just go to the Nintendo Direct um, YouTube video and just give it a watch. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Now, the piece de la resistance. Yes. Um, we have Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. Is it Tears or is it Tears? Is it Tears or is it Tears? They didn't say. I was saying tears, but it could Well, everybody did, and then I, I read an article where, where there's apparently some people that are going, you know, are saying, like, well, it could be tears, because it's spelled the same way, mm-hmm. but but cause we don't since we don't know the plot. Like, I mean, yeah, you, I mean, way. right, it's just, like, I'm kind of, like, picking up the pieces of my mind right now, because I, I, <laughs> I only ever assumed tears, <laughs> but yeah, you're right, I'm like, wait. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, we got a brief trailer, and it, I mean, it looked great. I mean, everything about that looked great. Looked good for me. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm super excited for it. Um, of course, it's it's more of the same but better um, whenever it came to Breath of the Wild. So we got, like, a little bit of a, of a trailer, and there's also some more gameplay stuff that they released. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, there's. It just looks really, really great. It just looks bigger and better than it was before. Um, yeah, yeah, and it's, it supposedly is going to be a lot more like you know with the floating islands and stuff, a lot of verticality. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it should be. I don't know. It looks really cool. I'm. I'm definitely. I'm definitely here for it. You know. Right. I'm just. I'm just glad we don't have to call it Breath of the Wild two anymore. And 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 people are still calling it like, you know. Breath of the Wild 2, because it gets the clicks, but it's mm-hmm. like, I hope people, like, very quickly start calling it, you know, you know, Zelda Talk or whatever they want to... I should call it, I'll, I should, in order just to piss people off, I should call it Genshin Clone 2. Yeah. <laughs> Genshin. <laughs> Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, right? Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, this this looks, I mean, from what little we saw, I'm I'm definitely ready to dive into this one. Oh, yeah, I can't wait for this to come out. So, um, yeah, I'm super pumped. It's going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I am sad. Like, we didn't get anything for Pokemon, though. Well, they did a Pokemon more. thing, like, a week ago. Oh, right, a little bit so, ago. But... Which we didn't talk about yet. But, yeah, that, I think, is why we didn't get a ton of Pokemon on this one. Mm-hmm. Because we just had that... It was just a drop of Pokemon stuff, which we haven't had a chance to really talk about. But, yeah. you know, where they announced the, um, you know, there's a limited edition Pokemon OLED switch coming with the release of, of Violet. They released mm-hmm. a bunch of names. I think they even to- told, said what the 
what the exclusives were for each color. Yeah. They now do. at this point, so it's like you're getting. We're very close to the release when that stuff starts dropping, and I, I know we are close to the release, but um, it's really starting to get into that feeling of like, man, this is like almost here uh, mode, you know? Exactly, exactly. Well, let's go ahead and talk about, uh, move over to the PlayStation stuff now. There's mm-hmm. some really good stuff here. So first of all, let's go ahead and talk about the number one thing, which is God of War Ragnarok. It's coming, people. It's looking good. And now they also have a exclusive Ragnarok controller that's coming as well. I'm usually I'm, not I mean, a you're fan. you're buying that, right? Yeah, so I'm about to say, I'm usually not a fan of, like... Ex- not that I'm not a fan of it. I just have never partaken in the exclusive controller thing, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because I've always been like, yeah, that's kind of silly. But now that it's a game that I love, love, I'm like, yeah, so I'm going to have to buy that for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. I might even buy two of them. So, I don't mm-hmm. know. I'll have to see. One to keep in the backs. Exactly. Uh, just in yeah. case. Um, I mean, it's a nice-looking controller. I, I really, really like the two-tone, like the blue the look to you it, know, yeah. handles with the with the white center. has a really elegant um, look to it, which is also humorous because to me, because if you look at the God of War Ragnarok logo, the blue runs down the center with God of War being white, so it's like inverted from the actual logo. Which, as a as a like a graphics guy, I'm like, ah, ah, I see what you did there. They just didn't want the controller getting all dirty, right, right, your, right. With your dirty, grubby Cheeto fingers, <laughs> exactly. Um, but you know what? Fair enough. It looks amazing. So whatever they mm-hmm. got to do, they do, and it looks good. Yeah, now, man. I almost drove. I'm gonna not gonna lie. I mm-hmm. I almost drove. I was looking the other day. And there was a Best Buy like like fifty miles from here that had the Splatoon OLED in stock. Uh huh. And I don't know if you've seen that, but the controllers on that thing are like a gradient fade. Really? Like from like yeah, it's like a two tone, and each one side's purple and one side's green with like a fade to I can't remember the exact color breakdown, but with like the little inkling on it, and and the the, the body is white, and it's just I mean those controllers. Are so slick looking. I was like, oh my god, um, you know. And the the SD card slot in my first gen switch just died, um, so now I got to replace that. And I was kind of like, man, I'm just lazy. It's like, I could spend okay, I think I think I see what SD you're talking slot, about. Or or I could just buy an OLED instead. That Ooh. is very true. You know what I mean? I'm looking so, at it. It looks pretty cool. I I'm yeah. I pulled it up. It does look pretty cool. So. Yeah, that I they whatever they did to make that happen on those controllers just looks real nice, real mm-hmm. nice. Yeah. So anyway, all right. Well, um, so yeah, that that is happening. Uh, but also, let's talk a little bit about God of War itself. Mm-hmm. So yeah, God of War Ragnarok. They they have this big trailer that they came out. The story trailer. Oh, it looks so good. Um, I can't wait to dive back into this world. It looks amazing. Yeah. Um. You get to see like a, a glimpse of some of his weapons again and everything. He has the he has the chains back. I think if I remember correctly, you could unlock those as a uh, weapon at the very end of the game um, in the previous one. But yeah, it, it's really cool to be able to see those again. I'm I'm pumped, man. This thing looks so good, and I can't even imagine what it's gonna look like in person playing it on the PS5. Uh, I'm just yeah. super excited. Um. But yeah, so God of War Ragnarok, it's coming out in November, so very soon we don't have to wait too long. Um, but yeah, prepare yourself. 
Uh, next thing we're going to talk about is Hogwarts Legacy. So another gigantic one, highly anticipated by everyone. Um, what did you think about the uh, the trailer that we had dropped for it? Yeah, man, I thought it looked really interesting. I'm, I mean, like, I'm still not fully, fully sure exactly, like, and, and maybe I missed the trailer somewhere, but exactly what the, like, what the gameplay is specifically. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I think, I mean... If they could just get it right, <laughs> I'd be I'd be pretty happy because there's been some lackluster ho- uh, Harry Potter games, um, so this one I hope is gonna be sweet. I mean, they're certainly taking their time with it, right? I mean, that's for sure. Yeah, it has been like you know announced a long time ago originally, and there was leaks before that, so it feels like it's been a very very long time, but. Hogwarts Legacy um, looks very good. It looks very promising, I'll say, from especially the combat perspective. I, I would say that I was more surprised because it did look pretty good. However, recently I have been a bit concerned on the graphics end of it. Because originally, whenever we saw it, it was like these crazy good graphics. And now I saw it the other day, actually, and it had some very, like, meh graphics to it. And I was like, wow, this is not what I thought it was going to be. So I'm hoping that that was, like, maybe, like, PS4 version as opposed to, like, Mm. you know, like a PS5 version. But even then, like, whenever you have a game that's being, you know, put onto multiple different systems, including previous generations... It's never going to be super, like, it's never going to look amazing. You know what I mean? Because it's it was built to be able to also um, go to the other systems as well, like, mm-hmm. the, that are not as good. So if it was a game made exclusively for PS5, PC, and the new Xbox, then I would be much more comfortable. But, yeah, now that I know that it's it's for PS4 and the previous Xbox, I'm like, okay, so it's probably not going to look nearly as good as I thought it was going to. Um, so, yeah, that's my only concern about it. But from a, a gameplay perspective, uh, it does look good. The story looks solid, and I'm very excited to actually get in and, and be in a, a Hogwarts situation that doesn't revolve around Harry. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's the thing that's nice about it, I think, is that you get to... They're going to leave that behind just a little bit. Yeah, because I do want, and I think that they should focus on expansion of that world. There's so much more to be made there um, outside of, of just him. And granted, they're not helping themselves with the crappy movies that they've released recently, but it is what it is. Um, but let's go ahead and go to the last piece of news for everyone today, and that is Rise of Ronin. Mm-hmm. Um, that is a game that they just showed the other day. It is by Sony and uh, Team Ninja. It is looking good, I will say. Oh, yeah. I'm not usually a fan of guns and swords, uh, because I feel like, what's the point of a sword if you have a gun? But I will say, like, it's it looks like it's a scenario where it's more like, you know, very early guns, so where guns are still yeah, like, yeah. impractical in a lot of scenarios. Um so yeah, like I like the combination of that, and it just looks very, very cool from a gameplay perspective. What do you think? Yeah, no, it looks great. I mean that that was the time though. I mean the the time period that they're showing this is that is the time when the the like kind of the beginning of the fall of the samurai and, right. and the the introduction of 
of you know modern weaponry but you know you're talking about flintlock rifles and and revolvers and they weren't fast enough to deal with the samurai yet exactly but it was kind of like the beginning of the end for them so you know it takes place in 1863 right so it's you know you're, right. you're talking about after the revolutionary war you know america exists and this is like the fall the end the end of that time in japan now right so i don't know i think it looks really cool um, it definitely looks like, I mean, I, some of the abilities they showed in the, in the fighting was really, really cool. So, yeah, I agree. I think this is going to be a very interesting game to play. I'm super excited about it. And, uh, yeah, the graphics also look fantastic. I am a big graphics guy. Those things do matter to me a lot. And, um, they are, they're definitely looking solid. It's not like spectacularly amazing, but it looks very good. I would probably give it like a seven to eight out of 10. Um, at least so far. So, yeah. yep. That is it for this episode, though. Um, sorry if I know Muggin is <laughs> handling the kids being awake right now. So if you did hear anything, uh, I'm going to try to scrub it after this. So apologies. But you shouldn't hear much of it, if, if anything at all. So Yeah, my um, daughter has decided to uh, <laughs> not take a nap. And is screaming at the top of her lungs in the other room. So I, I heard it doesn't her... look like it's it doesn't look like it's coming through on the recording super much, but right. um, we'll see. I heard it very faintly at one point, so I was I wasn't sure, but yeah, it was very funny because I'm just like, oh boy, he's dealing with screaming children behind the scenes right now as well. Um, but anyways, okay, so that's pretty much it for this episode, guys. Thank you all so much for listening. We really really appreciate it. Um, it's been fa- fantastic having you guys here listening. Thank you to all of our patrons, of course, and uh, joining us on this big, huge info drop of all this game stuff. Um, mm-hmm. Next week, we'll have you know even more of that as well because we have the Tokyo Game Show and some other stuff um, that we haven't talked about yet, like we mentioned Pokemon and stuff. So, yeah, lots of stuff coming. Uh, thank you very much, Muggin. Thank you. And we will see you guys next week. Peace.